I'm hoping that even though I have this really hard head, that maybe it's sunk in because I got sick enough times in 2018 that I will learn how to plan in some rest time. So I have in fact started planning in more rest time and again, building in that time management for time off. You're listening to episode 93 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. Hey everyone, my name is Danny. I am your host and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel. And today we are talking about what worked well in 2018 and then what definitely did not work well. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. of this episode is to give you guys an idea of certain actions that maybe you took last year and these are based off of my um just my experience in 2018 but what things worked well and what didn't when it comes to health fitness wellness and lifestyle and um, what ideas are just ideas until they actually have some actionable plans to back them up so i'm hoping that you can take some of my mistakes learn from them and implement them into your 2019 year because i know that it really has helped me to take a look back through my entire calendar and figure out what I did accomplish, what I didn't accomplish. Um, not necessarily look at resolutions, but what were the goals that I had that I wrote down that I accomplished, what worked well, and then like what what really didn't work. Not necessarily because I didn't try hard enough or didn't want to do it, but what were the things that I can look back now on and say, okay, this didn't work because of X, Y, and Z, but I took an action halfway through the year and I changed it and I saw some, you know, a really good difference in the outcome because I saw that something wasn't working. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say and see hopefully afterwards what worked for you in 2018 and what didn't and what you're going to change moving forward into 2019. We are in the first week of the 2019 year, so there is so much time ahead of us to implement some new changes and to really set goals and not just set ideas and intentions, but things that are actually actionable. So we're going to dive right in and we're going to start with the 10 items from 2018 that did not work well for me. And I'll explain them all and go through them. And you'll actually find here that some things that didn't work for me also worked for me. So there's a couple things on both of my lists and I'll be curious to see if you have some of the same thoughts and opinions. So let me know. Um, definitely check me out on Instagram. 
because I think that's the best place for us to communicate about this. I will have a post up there linked to this episode. So when you see a post of me that has episode 93 on it, go click on that one and comment below on that one and we can start a conversation over there. Without further delay, 10 items that did not work for me in 2018. (laughs) Okay, the first thing that did not work for me was home renovations. We, so my husband and I, we got married last January, January 6th, and we had a lot of home renovations. It was our first full year as a married couple in a brand new home, and I was not prepared for the different things that might happen to you when you finally switch from being a renter to a homeowner. And I think my biggest takeaway from this is it takes a lot more hands than you expect, it takes a lot more time than you expect, and it takes a lot more budget than you expect. So my advice to you is if you're planning to do some home renovations or if you, even if you aren't, if you own a home, I would say make sure you have a substantial budget set aside and whenever you think you have the right amount of budget, I would double that. <laughs> that that would be my advice to myself going backwards is, Danny, if you think you know what your budget is, double it. And, um, and that might require taking some time um, away from other things as far as, you know, where you want to spend your money on things and what's important to you. And I definitely think I would have done things a little differently looking back on 2018. I'm happy with the outcome now, but man, it's been a crazy first year as a homeowner. I mean, we've had everything from broken air conditioners to plumbing leaks in our kitchen, our hot water heater in our master bathroom shower is not working very well now that we're doing a bathroom renovation. We had to pull up the wood floors, uh, everything. (laughs) So much stuff. So that is the first thing that did not work well for me. Number two, I went through a huge transition this past year with trying to hire assistants because I recognized that I couldn't do it all on my own. And what didn't work for me is having assistants that I gave tasks to and I didn't give them enough direction. So for example, I had this huge goal to write this ebook, which thankfully I accomplished with their help. But I I, I really didn't know how to work with an assistant. It was basically like word vomit towards them every week. It was like, hey, I'm doing all this. I need you guys to handle all these other things. But I didn't know how to help them do that work. I didn't have it planned out. I didn't have it structured. I just said, I need you to run with this. And and that doesn't always work. <laughs> Sometimes it does, but you can't necessarily assume that someone who is brand new to something like they've never written an ebook before, they can just all of a sudden know how to write an ebook because they're now doing the research that you would have had to do. So that did not work for me, but in the same sense, I then learned how going forward to adjust my methodology and my training so that we can all get the most out of our work and the most benefit. So that was number two. Number three, my time management and strategizing the first half of 2018 absolutely did not work for me. I've always enjoyed calendars and the first half of the year, I had a calendar that did not have specific sections that went through in like 30 minute or hour long segments. So I just, I threw a lot on my plate the first half of the year. I decided to train for a bodybuilding show. I was trying to get new clients and really get my business up and running. And it was just, it was unorganized. It was all over the place. I did not manage my time well. And I started, even I even started off the year just not in the greatest place because I got married and day 
two of our honeymoon, we both got sick. And I'm very well aware now that I can stress myself out into sickness. So I started off the year with some bad time management and strategizing. And so that has, that has been a, a huge learning point for 2018 going into 2019. Number four is something that goes right off the back of that. It was time off due to sickness. I think it was at least three times in 2018 I was sick because I was so stressed out and I didn't give myself any time off. So the time I took off was because I was physically forced to take time off because I just could not function. That did not work well for me. I can't imagine it works well for anybody. I'm hoping that even though I have this really hard head that maybe it sunk in because I got sick enough times in 2018 that I will learn how to plan in some rest time. So I have in fact started planning in more rest time and again building in that time management for time off. No fun. <laughs> Number five. I mentioned earlier I competed in bikini bodybuilding this past year. It was actually my third season. I competed at a national level, which was very cool. So I was very, very structured with my fit fitness the first half of the year through uh, July. What did not work for me is that I did not have a fitness plan after my show. And I just, I got overwhelmed and caught up in building my business and totally put my health and fitness to the side and just really kind of, I didn't make it to the gym very often, didn't care much about my nutrition, and, and that obviously backfired on me. So I even if you have something huge going on, you have got to, if, if you want health and fitness to be a priority, you have to have some sort of a plan. I didn't have any goals, I didn't have any plans moving forward, and that didn't work for me. And so going forward into 2019, while I still don't have any huge goals for fitness right now, other than kind of maintaining where I'm at, I did actually put together a 12-week workout plan for myself and I printed it off so I have some structure. I know that I want to get 30 minutes of cardio in five times a week and I wrote all of that into my next 12 weeks. So I do have some structure and some smaller goals even though I'm not really sure what my big-term goals are for fitness right now. Moving on. Number six, budgeting and finance did not work well for me in 2018 and maybe it's taboo to talk about money, but man, starting up your own business is really hard. And I'm very grateful that coming out of the military, I had a good amount of savings. And from some earlier things in life, I had a good amount of savings. But now I've put some of that savings, well, a lot of that went towards home renovations, but I've put some of it in a place where I can't exactly get to it at the moment for good reason. And so now I'm actually having to learn how to budget and how to spend my money more wisely and not just spend and spend and spend assuming that it's going to get a good return in the first year and a half of a business because it just doesn't always work that way. So I'm learning a lot about budgeting and finance. If you have any tips, I'd love to hear them. Send them my way. I'm still a beginner at this, so I could use all the help. Number seven, holding back on day-to-day -day stories I think was a real struggle for me. It did not work. I really was under this assumption that I needed to find epic stories to share with people in order for them to understand me and to work well with me and to resonate with what I have to say and what I bring to the table as far as like my content on social media. And I know now that that is not the case. And 
people are going to resonate with me better when I share some of my day-to-day struggles. And so I'm really, in the past month, I'm working a lot more towards sharing just the small daily things that I go through instead of like the big monumental things that I've been through in my life because not everybody can relate. Most people can't relate to the monumental things that I've gone through, but the day-to-day struggles, we're all working through those on a day-to-day basis. So that's where I'm going moving forward from there. Number eight, vacations and time off because that did not work for me because I have been in such a a hustle, hustle, hustle mode. I have somehow incorporated work into almost every kind of planned vacation that I had this past year. Other than my honeymoon, I really did not do a ton of social media work when I was gone from my honeymoon. But everything else, whether it was just a weekend trip here or there, going to visit my family, going to the beach for the weekend, um, I incorporated some sort of work and that led to burnout. And right, you've heard this already. This is like a problem. I will burn myself out. So that did not work for me. And this year I've already planned in more off time, more vacations. And I've had to literally write notes and letters to myself like this is non-negotiable, Danny. You have to take this off time. You're not working today. So that also requires me to find other things to fill the time with that aren't work-related, but that's another story. Number nine is late-night TV and engaging like books or podcasts or work. Those things did not work for me. I should have recognized this a whole lot earlier in my life, but I am naturally a night owl, and over the past probably seven or eight years, I've shifted into becoming more of a morning person because I'm more productive in the morning. But if I do not take one to two hours starting around like 7 or 8 p.m. to start winding down, if I, if I go to watch TV and I'm looking at that blight, the white light or the blue light on the computer screen or my cell phone, or I'm reading a book that is exciting, you know, as far as business growth goes, or when it comes to like a fitness and health book and I'm learning something new, I'm too engaged, I'm too excited, I don't want to go to sleep. So those did not work for me. So I'm really working on finding ways to calm down at night and really keep my evening routine in order. Number 10 for things that did not work for me was not taking enough ownership in my day-to-day actions. I read two books, well I listened to two books earlier this year. One was called Extreme Ownership and the second book was The Dichotomy of Leadership. And both of those really talk about how to take ownership of every situation in your life, whether you're the leader or the follower. And I really recognize that I wasn't taking enough ownership for things that weren't working out for me in my business and with my clients and things like that. And so I had to really kind of knock myself back down and say, hey, if they're not getting the concept, if somebody's not doing the work you think they're supposed to do, what did you do wrong? Like, what did you not give them? Did you not give them the right tools? Did you not prepare them properly? Did you not explain it right? Where's the disconnect? And figure out what they're missing versus just saying, oh, I gave them all the right information and they just didn't do it right. So that is something I'm working on. It was a really great wake-up call. Those were awesome books. Highly, highly recommend if you haven't heard of them or read them as of yet. Transitioning into the happier section, right? We're going to move on into 10 items from 2018 that really worked for me and things that I want to continue in 2019. All right, number one, plant-based foods. I've always been one to enjoy having a vegetable. 
that's not anything new. However, in my bodybuilding journey this year, I met some vegan bodybuilders and was shocked to know that they could get in the same amount of protein that I could. They had the same macronutrient profiles that I did, but they were eating all vegan foods. I'm by no means vegan. I'm not claiming to be all plant-based, but I have found that I really do truly enjoy some vegan foods that I never thought I would before. And so it was really nice that somebody else introduced me to those. So things like TVP, textured vegetable protein, edamame, um, just soy and tofu in general. I've really started enjoying some of these things and incorporating them more into my diet a couple times a week and it's giving me more variety when it comes to my protein sources. Number two, this is one of those that transferred back and forth, right? So assistance and a video editor. This was a huge deal for me. I recognized this past year that I couldn't do it all on my own and kind of went ham with like, oh, I don't have to do this. Let me get an assistant here. I don't have to do this. Let me get somebody to edit my videos there. And <clears throat> in so many aspects that really worked well for me, it took a lot of stress off of my shoulders and allowed me to concentrate on some other things in my business, like writing an ebook that I just would not have been able to do because my mind was so scattered thinking I needed to do 20 other things every day while I didn't really have to do that. So it was nice to work with other people and figure out what I did and didn't have to do. And now in 2019, I'm going to continue working with others in more of a contract basis figuring out kind of a balance between having other people do a lot for me and having them do very specific tasks that they are already experts in as far as that particular field goes. Number three, calendar blocking. This worked just eons of good things for me. As I mentioned before, I started off not doing a lot of great time management or strategizing and then I changed up my calendar approach style to have 30 minute intervals throughout the day and instead of taking just one giant to-do list I and not knowing like where those items fit in my day I put them into 30 minute intervals and then I would be able to recognize two things either I had a lot of extra time and I was able to either rest during that time take some more time for me or fill it up with something else that was going to move my needle forward or B, I recognized that I had way too many things and it was not realistic or reasonable to think that all of those items on my to-do list could get done in a single day. So it really just helped put my calendar in perspective and helped me figure out how to strategize my day and my week and my month a lot better. Hey, are you struggling with finding the time to make or buy healthy meals for yourself and your family? Trust me, I get it. I am swamped with running back and forth across town during the day, going client to client and not having a second to myself until I get home at night. And honestly, by the time I get home, I do not want to plan a meal or go out to the store for ingredients and then come home and make dinner for myself and my husband. This is why I order healthy organic meals from Caspiana Catering every week. So each week, Jessica Comages and her team put together a beautiful menu of super nutrition meals that include things like vegan entrees, seafood entrees, rainbow veggie spiral salads, protein breakfast porridge, nourishing glow bowls, and then my favorite, the super seed chocolate almond butter raw bar. I know, it sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> These meals are packed with organic foods and micronutrients that will fuel your day, but without the guilt. 
I promise. Now, if you're interested in saving some time and boosting your health, then head on over to caspianacatering.com and use the code DANNY15, D-A-N-Y-E-1-5, to save 15% on your first order. Side note, these meals are only available in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, and you must get your orders in by Saturday for Monday pickup or delivery. I can't wait to see what you get, and I hope you enjoy. Number four, taking time off. While it didn't work to take time off because I was sick, it did work to take time off intentionally and with a purpose. So that is something I'm moving forward with in 2019. I took the first week off of YouTube and podcasting in 2019 to help plan out my next 12 weeks. I'm trying out a new thing this year by planning out 12 weeks at a time. It's called my 12-week year, and I'm really going to push to get a bunch of specific goals and things done at the end of 12 weeks instead of just planning out goals for the entire 12 months. And... I'm excited about that and at the end of the 12 weeks I've planned to have a whole week off to kind of recuperate and then plan out the next 12 weeks. So we're going to see how that goes. I will keep you all posted on that but I'm excited. Number five, this worked so well for me, setting boundaries and turning notifications off. I know that can be a little crazy. I know because we have our phones attached to our hips at all times, but this is absolutely essential. I don't care if you're a business owner or a mom or a dad. I, You need to set some boundaries for yourself. Something that I did, actually, let's say this. Where I was at the beginning of the year, I was training clients at 6 a.m. I was training clients till 6 p.m. I was taking phone calls at night, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. Whenever somebody was free, I was making the time and that was destroying me on the inside. So, and oh, and, and I mean, the second a phone notification went off, I have this inherent need to respond immediately. It's like somebody needs me. No, no, they don't. <laughs> It'll be fine. If there's an emergency, they can call and and the phone call will come through. But with the exception of keeping my phone on when my husband is working nights and I need to know if he needs to get in touch with me, my text message notifications are turned off. My social media notifications are turned off. I don't see anything unless I actively open up my text messages. I cannot see if I have messages from anybody. And that has been probably hands down the biggest change like the biggest game changer from 2018 that I will continue on with in 2019 is setting that boundary of, hey, you can't just get a hold of me whenever you want. I have hours that I will work. I have days that I will work. And I have certain ways that you can get in touch with me. And if we really need to have a conversation, we're going to set up a time. You know, you can reach me through email or text message or direct message, but we're going to set up a time to meet or it's not that urgent. So that has been hands down an amazing shift. Number six, it used to be all about some high intensity interval training when it comes to cardio. And don't get me wrong, I think there's a time and place for it, but it worked out really well for me that my coach put me through a lot of low intensity, steady state cardio this year when it came to my bodybuilding training and continuing on. I've really enjoyed it. It's a lot less stressful. I've been able to kind of multitask and either watch YouTube videos or listen to podcasts while I'm on the treadmill or the bike or doing that low intensity steady state training. And it really helped out with my physique. So while I did have to do cardio for a lengthier time period, it was not as intense and so I recovered faster. So that worked out well. Number seven, organization and outlines. 
I have, like I said, I started off the year pretty scattered, but by making plans and taking more time at the beginning of a month or at the beginning of the year and really strategizing things out, so taking more time to plan things out on the front end makes it so much less stressful on the back end or on the day of something. So I kind of started to implement this when it came to working with my clients last fall instead of working like figuring things out on a day-to-day basis or a week-to-week basis for their workouts and their schedules I started planning them out a month in advance and sending it to them and then printing it out and then giving them a copy of it at the end of the month and now this year I'm doing that for 12 weeks at a time and really planning that out in advance and it is making things go by much more smoothly. I don't feel so hectic and stressed out trying to figure all the details out every single day. I just know that it's already planned out for the month. I don't have to worry about it because I've already done the work up front. And that's just one example. Number eight, having a word of the year was really, really awesome for me last year. So I'm doing it again this year. In 2018, my word of the year was breathe. And let me tell you, (laughs) I found a lot of opportunities where I needed to focus on that word. So I don't know if I manifested the need to breathe and be, you know, really patient and stay calm more often or not. But if that was the case, it was a great word. And I did find that I focused a lot on my breath in 2018 because instead of having all these different crazy goals, I was like, I just need to, I need to breathe. If I focus on breath, Everything else is going to come together and it's going to be fine. So my word of the year for 2019 is ask. And it is ask because I've recognized that while I'm really great at taking action, I'm really great at starting projects and doing things, I'm really bad at asking for help and I'm really bad at asking for help from the right people. So my goal for this year, my my word for this year and the thing I want to just keep in my head is, Danny, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask the questions you don't understand the answers to. And if you're searching and you can't find the right thing, then go to somebody who is an expert in that industry and ask the question. So learning how to ask and not being afraid to take a chance and ask for help from other people is is kind of where I'm getting at for 2019. Okay, number nine is cryotherapy. This worked out really well for me in 2018 and I'm continuing it on in 2019. Cryotherapy is a really, really, really cold chamber that you go and stand in. So a full body cryotherapy session, you go and stand in a chamber for three minutes. I promise you can do anything for three minutes. Yes, I do know people who do not want to stand in the freezing cold chamber for three minutes, but it is the fastest form of therapy I have found and for me, It helps take away my anxiety, it helps bring down my stress levels, and it helps me sleep better. And because I am naturally a night owl and I like to stay up late and just think about things, it helps me calm down at night so that I can get better sleep throughout the week. So that has been the biggest game changer for me as far as finding some sort of a therapy that's really relaxing that helps me sleep better. And it's really not that expensive when it comes to... I think the place that I go, I go to Chill and Heal, and that's in Shreveport, Louisiana. I know there's a bunch of other locations around the U.S. that you can go to. The one I go to is $99 a month for two sessions a week. It's essentially essentially eight sessions a month, and you can go whenever you want. 
but it's so fast. You're in and out in three minutes. So you go in, you change into your towel and your socks and your shoes, you go stand in the chamber for three minutes, and then so it's however long it takes you to change, get in the chamber and change, and then go back about your day. So it's not like you're going in for a 90-minute massage or another type of therapy that might take 30, 40, 50 minutes. It's really, really fast, and I like to save time and because this is like it's pulling all the blood to the center of your body because your body is going into that fight, flight, freeze mode, it, it makes your body think that it needs to uh, heal itself. So it's just it's kind of speeding up the process of any of your, your cells needing to be able to heal themselves. And it's burning some fat in there too. I want to say the research says 500 to 800 calories on average is what you are burning. So that's pretty cool. And they have some other therapies. I haven't tried them all yet. They have something called cryo skin. And it's very similar to, um, is it called like that cool sculpting? But this does not leave any like burn marks or stretch marks or anything like that. It's not painful. And I've heard really great things. I've seen great photos of people who have done it and lost fat for good. So Maybe I'll try it one day, maybe I won't, I don't know. I'm curious enough to try it because I want to be able to share the experience with clients who come to me who are interested and who want to know more, but at this point I can't justify the need to go do it because I don't have a ton of fat that I need to lose. So we'll see if it becomes a thing that I want to try in the future for research purposes, but right now I just don't know. And last but not least, number 10 of the things that worked for me well in 2018 is audiobooks and podcasts. <sighs> I cannot tell you how much I enjoy listening to audiobooks while I'm either on the treadmill or driving, you know, to and from clients or going on road trips um, or listening to podcasts. I feel like it's such a great way to just get that passive knowledge. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're going to listen to music when you're in the gym or when you are driving somewhere and this has just been a really fun way to continue getting in that knowledge or that daily dose of inspiration or motivation that I don't know it just has been such a good game changer for me and because I'm a podcaster as well it gives me lots of ideas of new ways to go about my podcasting strategies so I've really enjoyed that I highly encourage you to get on your podcasting game and go explore what's out there. I will often recommend other podcasters that I enjoy listening to on my social media and I just think it's a wonderful thing to incorporate in your daily routine. It doesn't have to take away from anything else you're doing but I think it really does give you that extra motivation to go and knock things out, get things done, find the right strategies, get in the right courses, you know, take the right actions in your life. So highly recommend audiobooks and podcasts because they save a ton of time. Okay, Woo, that was 10 and 10. So we're going to wrap things up here today. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, some of the takeaways, I want to just recap everything real quick because I've taken the past 27 minutes to go through these 20 different items of positives and negatives from 2018. So here are my takeaways. Number one, take ownership of your actions and recognize if things are not getting done that you are responsible for providing the information and the resources and figuring out why things aren't working out the way that you want them to. So be okay with understanding that you need to take ownership and direct people to accomplish the goals in the right way. Number two, plan ahead and 
Take time to organize things on the front end and that's going to save you time on the back end. Number three, understanding how much you can realistically fit into a day is a game changer and putting goals or items on a to-do list is best when it's done in a specific time frame or it's just simply items on a to-do list and there's no strategy behind it. Plan in non-negotiable rest time or you're going to find yourself in a forced rest time, which is just miserable. Five, try new things like different foods or different types of therapy and you might just find that these are life-changing for you, aka if they help you get a good night's sleep, then the rest of your day is going to go really, really well. Number six, set boundaries for yourself and while it might feel weird for others at first, they're going to come to respect you and your boundaries, making you more effective and efficient in your life and you're going to be able to enjoy your time a lot more. Not to mention you'll probably um, not get sick so often. All right. That is a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this episode. So head over to Instagram at Danny Phillips and find the episode that says episode 93 or find the post that says episode 93 and comment below. Let me know your thoughts. What worked well for you in 2018 and what did not work well for you in 2018? What are you going to carry forward into 2019 and how can that help everybody else out there? Again, that's a wrap. I love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I know you might be at the gym doing cardio or maybe you're driving in the car and I know time is valuable and it's something you don't get back. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode and I have some awesome interviews lined up over the next few weeks. So as soon as those are confirmed and recorded, I will post about them and let you know what to expect in the near future. If you are curious about any of the books or the websites that I mentioned during this episode, then make sure you check out the details in the show notes below. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most. And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes. Give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.